Hello and welcome back to another episode of I Hate Golf It's Awesome. My name is Caleb, he's Mark, and we're going to talk about a couple different things today. Um, wanted to talk about the drama with the tour a little bit, really not that interested in it. We talked about, you know, the different tours or the possibility of the different tours a little bit last week, maybe a little bit too much. Um, obviously, a lot of players have been kind of talking about it more this week since it seems to be a pretty done deal. There's been no official announcements or anything like that, but... Um, when you have John Ron coming out and saying that he doesn't play golf for the money, um, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning, not the most interesting thing in the world to me, but what, what's been your thoughts with the backlash to the non-announcement of a new Saudi funded golf league? Does anyone really care? I mean, I mean, Again, it's like I understand there's a lot of guys in golf professionally struggling trying to make a living, mm-hmm. and you have the multimillionaires arguing over millions. Yeah. It's like kind of like, oh wow, that's not even fun to watch. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, and it's like I'm the whole thing about supporting Saudi money, and it's like, it's like, okay, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that if you if you're objecting to that, but are you wearing? Nike golf shoes yeah. or foot joys yeah. or the whole China thing going on. Yeah. So who's worse than the other one? So it's like, yeah, to me, the biggest question is, I don't know about anyone out there, but for me, why I don't get headphones. That's what I don't understand. Why you don't get headphones? Yeah. Um, it's a logistical issue. <laughs> and also, I figured the less responsibility I give you, the better this will go. Um, if you want headphones, I can give you headphones. Um, that's, that's, that's a solvable problem. I thought maybe you were going to say they don't have big enough to fit me or something. <laughs> no, it's it's not that. I'll, I'll get you some headphones. We'll get that squared <laughs> away. We got new chairs this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying not to just kind of swivel back and forth on them. I don't think it's going very well so far. It's going to be a nervous tick <laughs> well, for me. Well, the other method was kind of slouching, reclining, yeah. and it was to It was awake. a little too relaxed. <laughs> um, not the most comfortable chairs in the world, but it kind of forced you to um, lean back a little too far. But yeah, do you, I mean, do you have any other thoughts about everything? It, it seems the only thing interesting um, to me is not the big names coming out and saying, oh, I'm PGA Tour all the way and all that. What's been interesting to me is watching all the golf journalists, all the media members that have just been going so far in their support of the PGA Tour. <laughs> You're finding out. Who's their daddy yeah. is what you're finding out. It's like, well, and it's like I saw Tiger brought up something no one's discussed that because I kind of knew the family. Um, Larry Rinker tried to unionize. Mm-hmm. How well that go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 15 years ago, Greg Norman tried to start another yeah. tour, like a super tour. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. So, yeah, someone definitely has some clout and yeah. they're not afraid to use it. So, I think you're saying that's what's happening again. And it's like, I can understand that. It's like, if my organization's in control of something and we have a lot of money and we control a lot of money, I don't want anyone moving into my neighborhood. So yeah. to me, it's that simple. It really is. Yeah, it's it's the tour protecting itself and the tour partners coming out and showing strong support, which makes sense. I mean, the only the only thing I didn't really understand was a lot of people talking about, well, this is where I've made my money. Then why would I go anywhere else? It's like, that's fine. But 
what's wrong with someone wanting to go make money somewhere else? It's like it's called, I think, in most other sports, free agency. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's worked out well for the players. Well, and it's just you know you brought up with the European tour last year and stuff like that. It's like the idea that it is very binary. That it's just I I have to be part of the PGA tour or I'm going to leave. And maybe that's you know maybe that's because of stuff going on behind the scene that everyone knows that if they join this new golf league, then they're going to no longer be welcome with the PGA Tour, but it's just, it seems kind of odd that it's pretty set in stone without any announcements. Well, it's going to be fun to watch because I think I just read that the Asian Tour is sanctioning the Saudi Tour, Hmm. which makes them kind of official. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, there's all kind of things that are going to be happening, and it's going to be fun to watch, and, you know, at some point someone has to say no or okay we have to put up with it yeah. one or two yeah it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out i mean everything to this point is just neither semi-leaked press releases or just people talking behind the scenes and it's at this point it's been kind of you know paying too close of attention to it online for the past week it's kind yeah. of the point where it's like it's i don't care it's kind anymore. of like watching elon and bezos go yeah. it's like really it's like oh that's funny but really yeah. doesn't matter to anyone well and it gets old pretty fast <laughs> exactly so, that's the last we'll talk about that for a little Thank while you. hopefully um one thing i did want to talk to you about today is i'm going to the carolinas um pga show oh yeah um on monday actually going to talk to some of our local reps um i went down to the show in orlando um but this will be good to actually talk to um some of the people that we're going to work with directly um and one thing i wanted to talk to you about is i have been looking up uh used trackman on ebay and I wanted to talk to you kind of about, you know, we talked about the golf equipment for, for, um, as far as like clubs and stuff go, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit golf equipment in the kind of instruction realm and what your thoughts on, um, whether it's, you know, if someone who wants to teach someone who wants to just practice at home, um, kind of get your opinion on, you know, everything that's out there. If it's the flight scope, Mevo trackman obviously is kind of the upper echelon of stuff, or even like that little putt out cup that I got and was practicing with, right. which I'm, I'm, I'm convinced actually worked <laughs> because I was putting lights out for like two weeks straight and then i think i lost it so that explains my game so you have to get a new cup yeah exactly but just wanted to get your thoughts on you know the consumer level stuff or like the high-end stuff does that i mean obviously i think it's 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 i'm not trying to ask does that stuff work it's like if it costs twenty thousand dollars it probably works but maybe you have a different opinion well it actually actually shows you more than you could ever want to know yeah um again I'm an old guy, and I'm still old school when it comes to instruction. That's why you don't um, have headphones. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that's why I don't have a track man either. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always, I've always joked about it. It's like, if I need a computer to tell you what's going on with your swing, why am I teaching yeah. uh, kind of thing? And some of it can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Now, would I mind having putting an app on my phone that, you know, I can take a video of someone, and it's like, I learned a long time ago when I videoed people, mm-hmm. and then I showed them that video, it created more problems than it resolved. Really? Because then they started really overthinking, and they got kind of paranoid about, did I just do that again? It's yeah. like, it's, it's a lot of times, especially 
for a beginner. Yeah. It can be overwhelming. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm that far off. Yeah. Um, when a lot of times they might be making a really bad move, but it's not that complicated in resolving that. It's not that far off. It just looks really bad. Yeah. So I've I've never really been a big fan of it, but, you know, I always, you know, it's like, I think when Bridgestone would come into our courses and do the ball fitting mm-hmm. and they'd set you up. Now we have Tour Edge doing it. Mm-hmm. It is, it's cool to see the stuff. You, oh, know, yeah. you get all of the numbers, everything you'd ever want to know. But like I said, does the average golfer really need that? I, I don't think so. That's why I've always been, my issue is, here's the club. Go out to the range and hit it. Yeah. Or play the front nine with it and tell me what you think. Yeah. And if you didn't like that one, try this one. To me, I how do you get better feedback than that? I yeah. don't. I don't know. Yeah. So is it is it more so the you know kind of unnecessary amount of technology in it, or is it the actual kind of idea behind it? Because you know, talking about showing someone a video of their swing, well, it's like that's just kind of a higher technology level of putting a mirror in front of someone when they're right. swinging. Right. Yeah, it, it's really, and again, it comes back to, I've always said, what level of player is involved? Yeah. You know, yeah, if you're trying to make a living doing it, you probably want to know every detail because it's a very precise activity. Yeah. As opposed to the weekend warrior that's shooting 95 or 85. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Do you, do you really even want that headache of that in your head between yeah. your ears while you're playing golf? Yeah. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. It's like, and I think a lot of times you know, I could list make a list of, you know, golf was supposed to be fun. And yes, part of the fun is that challenge that you get. We all like that. If you're competitive at all, it's like, even though it might not seem like fun at the time, it really is fun, that challenge. And yeah, a lot of times you get beat up and that's yeah. okay because that's what we enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally, it's like, oh, I got it today. You know, it's, we've talked about that before. So to me, it depends on the player and the level they're at, how much technology you want to use. The same is true of equipment. Um, I've, I've said for years, it's like, okay, you can go buy the 550-yard $550 driver mm-hmm. that picks up six yards. Yeah. Was it worth it to you? That's what you have to evaluate. Yeah. It's the same's true of the technology, but yeah, it's still cool. It's like when Bridgestone puts you on their little computer and mm-hmm. shows you the flight and the speeds and the spin, all yeah. that stuff. That's pretty cool. But does it mean anything to the guy that just shot 93? Probably not. Yeah. And what's worse is, if he starts thinking he understands it, <laughs> yeah. that's when it becomes a big problem. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely you know, uh, you know, it's it's kind of it falls back on what your knowledge of, you know, the numbers being presented to you because you know the, one of the nice things that Bridgestone does when they do the ball fitting is they'll compare the ball that you're playing right. to the balls that they right. have. Exactly. That way you have a reference. It's not just right. well the E12 spins this much. It's like that's great. But if I don't know what the, I don't know, TP5 that I normally play is, then that doesn't really mean a lot to me other than it feels like you're trying to sell me your ball. But if I can base that on, you know, the ball that I'm comfortable with or maybe not comfortable with, then that helps a lot. And it might turn out that you actually hit their laddie ball better than their $50 high line ball. Yeah. You can find that out too. And guess what? That does happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, 
in that perspective, yeah, technology can be a really good thing mm-hmm. because it's not getting slammed into the mind of that golfer trying to use that every mm-hmm. swing. Yeah, um, you know, as I've to me, as I watch the driving range, as I've watched golfers for a year, I I'm convinced if everyone could just learn one thing in their golf swing. It's more important than any golf club or any knowledge of information can ever be. It's like, how many people actually finish their swing in balance? Yeah. Very, very few. Um, You know, and some people might do it one out of every three swings, one out of every five. And it's just like, and the problem is, the way they evaluate that is, oh, I just hit a good shot. But they're not relating that to, oh, I did this, and therefore I hit a good shot. It's kind of like yeah. a backwards thought process. Yeah. So there's things like there's like four or five basics in the golf swing. Mm-hmm. If you just really like work on one of those each time, that's probably going to do a heck of a lot more for you than knowing your spin ratio or your flight pattern or the angle uh, of your club head. I mean, it's that's just the way I look at it. And then, yeah, there's people that would obviously take just the opposite approach. Mm-hmm. And typically the people that sell TrackMan. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's the way it goes. And I understand that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So what would you say to, you know, since, you know, we're putting this up on YouTube, obviously you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. That's not my point. My point is, a lot of people can now get online golf instruction or kind of semi, you know, golf instruction. There's a lot of people putting content out on YouTube that will have great titles like watch this 30 second video and shoot five under par or whatever. Does that stuff hurt or help the beginner golfer or which, which does it hurt more than it helps or does it help more than it hurts? Well, I, (laughs) Personally, I can tell you in, in instructing people, it's, you know, I'm watching them advance and then somewhere in that process, because the way I teach people is I tell them, okay, I'm going to show you something today and I don't want you to come back until you're comfortable doing that. You know, you don't need to see me every week. You don't need to see me twice a week. Now, if you're going to go out and practice six or seven times, in a week, well, sure, then we can probably do it. But you're just wasting your time if, if you don't have that building block. So it's just, you know, I look at the instruction. In fact, I had a person came to me after two or three lessons and were making progress. They were beginner hitting the ball great, better than they realized what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't even understand how difficult it was to do what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were doing so well. And they said, oh, I watched this video this week, and I started trying this. And that's when I want to say, well, then go ahead. (laughs) Because it's like, and that's kind of the problem. I mean, you can find 500 answers Mm -hmm. for what you're doing wrong Mm -hmm. with golf videos. Mm -hmm. The issue to me is I've always taught everyone has a different personality. They have a different physical makeup. They have a different attitude. They have a different spiritual makeup. No two people are alike. Mm -hmm. So how does one golf video giving instruction reach all those people? It it can't. To me, it's it's the personalizing of it. Of and also to me, that's what makes a good golf instructor. 
is I'm going to personalize what fits for you. Mm-hmm. It probably won't apply to my next student mm-hmm. because that person's completely different than you. So I try to match that to the student, and I might be teaching them something completely different in order or sequence than I am the other person. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I, in fact, the one thing I do online that I look at, I enjoy, is the golf instruction. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, man, really? <laughs> it's like, okay, that, that, that secret you just revealed is probably about 50 years old. <laughs> I read it in 1963 Golf Digest. So you're yeah. the person in the comments that's saying... No, I never comment. No, I just, I, I'm not going to jump into that and start that whole thing. But no, I just, I have a good chuckle with it. But it's like, a lot of it's good instruction, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like the technology. Yeah. It's good technology. It's how does it apply? Yeah. That's the critical factor. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also different because there are so many golf instructors or semi golf instructors, whether it's online or, you know, in person, it's like, it seems like you, there's, there's gotta be 20 or 30 just in Florence. It's, it's so much different. And I think it's kind of specific to golf that it's like, I was thinking about it in terms of trying to learn a martial art or something. It's like, you wouldn't go to one gym for two weeks and then just kind of randomly start going into another one if you're trying to learn the same discipline but with golf it seems like there's so many voices and so many people that have different opinions that it seems more normal to well this guy told me this and then i went to this guy and he told me this and it's like maybe just stick to try to stick to one right it's like yeah if you're not seeing you know results if someone's promised you some things then maybe you should look for a new one but it, it my belief has always been and this is as an instructor i probably shouldn't say this and instructors won't like it i don't think i think the improvement of a golfer especially when you're talking junior golf has very little to do with the instructor Hmm. it's the golfer connecting and having a passion and love for the game and getting better Mm -hmm. because it's i've always said that you know maybe people can argue with me that's fine um that how many how many fewer majors would Tiger Woods have won without a celebrity instructor? Yeah. I don't think any. Yeah. I mean, it's just, to me, that fascinates me. It's like a golf instructor didn't make Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods made Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, you know, Jack Nicholas had the famous instructor for a long time. He was famous for teaching Jack Nicholas. Well, there's a lot of people who could have been famous for teaching Jack <laughs> yeah. Nicholas if they would have happened into that position. Yeah. So I, I think sometimes we get that backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I tell parents the key when I'm teaching a junior golfer or one of the clinics and the kids is the one thing that has to happen to that kid. They have to fall in love with the game. Mm-hmm. If they fall in love with the game, they're going to be a really good golfer. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. Because golf's not really exclusive based on your athletic ability. Yeah. Any of that can be overcome with golf. Yeah. So it's about the passion that that junior golfer has, how good they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's just, to me, it's like, does the instructor, yeah, you kind of, that's why it's, I've always considered myself a coach, mm-hmm. kind of coaching them into position as opposed to the technical stuff that I think is way overdone. I think there's way too much instruction. In fact, you know, when we used to go around and, and teach other people how to teach in communities for our junior program, mm-hmm. the first thing I told everyone is don't over teach. Yeah. You know, especially in those first few lessons. 
boy, my kid's not doing this, not doing that. It's like, that's okay. They mm-hmm. don't have to. It might take them six or seven weeks, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Don't give them nine things trying to fix that issue because now you're kind of making them miserable. Mm-hmm. And how do they overcome that? Mm-hmm. That's where you know, they, don't, they don't develop that passion and that fun and that enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, you know so much because you've been teaching so long. It's it's interesting to kind of, you know, hear, I mean, basically you just said the golf equipment doesn't work. All instructors are stupid and you should just go play golf, right? That's it's pretty clear, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what <laughs> I got out of that. The sad thing is I'm in that category. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's kind of what I got out of that. But no, it's, you know, it's, you're right. It's, 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 it's so dependent on the individual to like you put it to fall in love with the game and to be dedicated to it and it's like that's that's something that you know doesn't matter if you have the nicest equipment in the world and the best instructor in the world if you don't if you don't love it you don't love it that's that there's no way to kind of fix that for a person right so so let's switch over to talk about some local stuff. We've been doing a lot of work here at the course. If you know, if you wanted to talk about what we've accomplished, semi-accomplished this week, and you know what the plans are moving forward. Okay. Yeah, we've, uh, and I think I know one of the things that I'm I'm hoping people understand is that I've always believed and taught other golf courses every golf course has a personality mm-hmm. and you need to understand that personality and then you can help shape it mm-hmm. um, that's it comes in the theme of what you're trying to create it comes in the staff's attitude on property and the things you're trying to do there mm-hmm. um, how you treat people how you respond um, your participation in the community all those things rolled into one develop your personality mm-hmm. um, and I think I'm always fascinated when we go to a new property, the potential character of a golf course that a lot of times is overlooked. Um, You know, we were talking today about, you know, because we tend to do things a little differently. Um, We try to be creative with what we're doing instead of just, oh, let's do it this way. Mm -hmm. We've done it that way before. You know, talking about T-markers and the monuments on the T-markers and a different approach. You know, it's just like coming up with this name based in the history of the region. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started talking about, wow, there's, here's an idea for a T-marker based on what this property was at one time. Doing those kind of things, it, to me, that makes it interesting for yeah. everyone. And, you know, some people don't care. They're just going to go out and hit a golf ball. But, you know, it's like there's thought that goes into that, which to me gives the golf course more meaning and more purpose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, stuff like that you know and it's like yeah they'll see what we're we're spending experimenting with t markers and we're going to see how that goes but yeah and people see them when we get them um but i think it's pretty cool cool idea and some other things we're doing but as far as what we're working on now is you know we just treated was it last week uh for the poe on the greens yeah it was this week and we'll come back and hit them again in another week Mm -hmm. and in the next two weeks the pre-emerge goes out so we're doing all that seasonal stuff on the golf course mm-hmm. um, and this year we're going to be a little more aggressive with some other things because we had so much other stuff to do just to get caught up yeah starting last spring we were way behind mm-hmm. so yeah this time around we we've 
we can kind of get in there early enough and get ahead of some things and kind of excited about that. I know you've done a lot of work on the sand traps. Um, we got back in. We finally got the tiller hooked back up on the tractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tilled them again, you know, and everyone knows who's been here. We eliminated, you know, maybe a half dozen fairway bunkers. Um, you know, we're kind of uh, waiting for the growing season to get those, get some grass on those. But um, and we're going to start one by one reshaping sand traps to fit with again the theme of the property, the Old English Trail Golf Club. Mm-hmm. So it'll be more like a bunker approach than these big, massive mid '90s, early 2000s sand traps yeah. um, that were so in when they built them. <laughs> yeah, um, and now they're out and hopefully out for good. <laughs> but yeah, just some of that stuff. Uh, but I know you've done a lot of work out there, so you probably have a lot of input on that as well. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's plenty to do, and like you said, you know, we've been here. This is uh, we're recording Friday night as always. This will go up Saturday morning, but yeah, tomorrow will be one year fully that we've been here. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Sunday. So, yeah, it's um, doesn't seem like a day over three <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's been I think good. And also interesting to kind of have the lead up to the season. You know, we were just kind of trying to get our bearings for the first couple months last year when we got here. And it's like... (laughs) We were kind of like, what the crap did we just do? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to say it nicer than that. But yeah, it's been, um, you know, it's going to be nice to have a full growing season, you know, to have that lead up to it and everything and to really be able to do what we want and what we can out there. it's a lot of work. It's a lot well, of just, work. And again, thinking about that one year, it's like looking around this room. Oh, we we've done some painting. Yeah, we've done some. There's a there's a clean flag flying out in front. There's there's lights on the entrance, and yeah. the trees are trimmed. So there's rocking chairs on the front porch, and the columns have been painted. So it's like everywhere you look, it's been yeah, it's been a year, and there's been a lot done. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day, and I think that, you know, except for the days that we've been extremely busy, a couple of washouts and the snow days, I mean, there hasn't been a day that we haven't been actively trying to work on some project or another. It's, <laughs> the key there is trying. <laughs> yeah, trying. It's, it's you know, sometimes you have to go to Lowe's six times in one day or, you know, go to John Deere. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of just thinking about everything that's happened in the past year, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work out there, and I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, everyone, you know, the thing everyone that has played here before comes in and says, or they haven't played here in five years or six years or twenty three, they always say it's, it's a great layout. It just needs, needs but to it work. I hate old English trail. It's not <laughs> awesome. Um, no, but I mean, it's, it's every, the, everything's there. It's just, you know, it takes a lot of work to get it to the well, level and, and it deserves. Well, and people aren't saying that like that anymore either. That's yeah. the key thing. They're saying great layout. And it's like, oh, you guys are doing an awesome job. And, yeah. you know, we're coming back. So, yeah, that's the neat part of that. Yeah. It used to be, 
Yeah, great layout in there. See ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we're definitely kind of, you know, it's like I feel like we're on the we're on the upswing of it now. So it'll be interesting to see what the rest of this year we can get accomplished and you know, I'm sure we'll have more mowers break down and we'll get them fixed and that's just part of it. Hopefully we just won't have uh hydraulic leaks. <laughs> <laughs> that is our best green now yeah. and if you know what we're talking about you know what we're talking yeah. about so and we you might want to let everyone know we did some short little information videos about the golf course and you know taking care of the facilities and yeah it's like we want people to expect a lot out of us mm-hmm. because yeah we're we're proud of what we're doing here and we know how much work we're doing but now it's time to say, okay, folks, we need you to step up and start doing your part out there as well and helping us on the property. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I put the first, um, the first episode of that up on, um, Friday morning. You, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just click on our channel. You can find that. I think I called it golf etiquette part one. It's not so much golf etiquette in, you know, what to wear to a golf course, you know, how to, how loud you can play your music. It's more about doing the things that, you know, I think actually matter on a golf course. It could have been, don't be that golfer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to try to frame it as nicely as possible, but yeah, just go over to our YouTube channel. You can check those out. I'll probably, you know, we'll probably put one out a week, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice. I don't want to call it nice begging, but we're, we're asking for everyone's help because we, I mean, we can only do so much. That's just kind of how it is. It's exactly. We have yeah, it, it takes it takes the golfer's participation to make a great golf course. Yep. It it's really that simple. Yep. You yep. know, unless you're at a place that can charge five hundred dollars around <laughs> and they have four hundred and twenty five staff and everything and they can follow you and do everything. But that's not gonna happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I um when I went and played uh, Tobacco Road, I don't think we went more than half a hole without seeing a ranger, and I never saw the same ranger twice. <laughs> they're they're letting you know what to do out there, yeah, exactly. But you know, you pay for that. So, anything else you want to talk about this week? Uh, I think that's enough for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a long week, and it's going to be a long weekend. A weekend, so. absolutely. That's the good stuff, though. Yep. Yeah, the weather's been the weather's been great, and it looks like it's going to stay that way for the rest of the weekend. So, we'll wrap stuff up here. We'll be back again next week with another episode. I promise we won't talk about the Saudi Golf League. We'll find something new and interesting to talk about. I'll make you come up with a topic this okay. week. I'll work on it. <laughs> and I'll get you a pair of headphones. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to another episode. I hate golf. It's awesome. We'll see you next time.